This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we are talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Chris Hodnett. We've got Scotty B. Scott Belzer is producing this episode, and this is episode one. Our special guest today is Alan Arant from the shops at Bartlett FSR in Bartlett, Tennessee. That's the Memphis market. Alan, how's it going? Doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Awesome. Well, we know that it's been a challenging time uh, with talent across the chain and really across the industry. But before we dive into the talent, I just want to know, what, what, like your background, why Chick-fil-A? I know we've had a chance to connect uh, over the, the years when you started your Chick-fil-A journey, but I think our listeners would know, love to know a little bit about you. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, once again, my name is Alan Arant. I've been an operator for just over three years. Uh, my store grand opened in April 2018. I was a grand opening operator. Uh, so how I got into Chick-fil-A was I was an active duty Army officer. I was an aviation officer, flew attack reconnaissance helicopters. And my last two years in the military, the uh, the military got rid of my helicopter, and I turned down a transition to an attack platform, the Apache, um, of all things, because I knew I wanted to get out of the military. And so I got stationed in Atlanta by request in recruiting command, of all things, because um, I thought, hey, Atlanta's a great place to network. And I had no idea what I was going to do after the military. And I was about eight months from exiting the military in 2017. And I was uh, at a little backyard get-together with some guys from my church and Brandon Bray, who at the time I believe was in franchisee selection from the Northeast at that time. He, he just started up a conversation with me. We started talking about leadership. I kind of shared with him my story and that, what I was looking for after the Army. <clears throat> and it was kind of funny. He said, well, actually, I have to go right now because he brought his kids over. I have to go and get everybody in bed. But I'm in franchisee selection with Chick-fil-A, and what you're talking about is what we look for. I think you should apply. Have a great day. And then he left. And I was like, huh, interesting. And I started talking to my wife and, and, and other folks I knew, and they're like, that sounds a little crazy. I don't think you should do that. And anyway, and um, then Brandon introduced me to Mike Holmes in Peachtree City, uh, who's got three stores over there because that's, st- that's where I was living was the Peachtree City area south of Atlanta. Um, and, you know, Mike started mentoring me and, and let me come in his restaurant. And I worked about 40 hours in his restaurant just trying to understand how did my understanding of leadership compare to a restaurant environment uh, coming from the Army. And I realized very quickly, in my opinion, it was exactly the same. There was no difference. I didn't have to change really anything. Um, you know, I might have to change, you know, how I approach some things, which I learned that very quickly, uh, dealing with people who are not soldiers and are not bound by the rules and regulations that we are bound by in the military. But the leadership in and of itself was exactly the same. And that's what I do now. And that's, that's uh, and so anyway, so I applied in December of um, 2017 and then I was selected in August, 2018 for my restaurant. And then we grand opened in April, 2018. So I had about a 10 month uh, or so selection process. And then we grand opened after that. And so anyway, Mike and Brandon were instrumental in just kind of pointing me toward Chick-fil-A and just it was the people aspect of Chick-fil-A and getting to develop leaders and build my own business that was just very, very, very attractive uh, to me. And it was funny, my parents actually were at a Chick-fil-A, uh, I think somewhere in Jackson one one time, it was like in January 2017 when I just started, I'd been through like my first interview and they came back and said, Alan, you know, we just can't really see you doing this. And then I just kept going through the process and it just, and they, everyone realized that, that I was really serious about it. And I was just drawn and attracted to the people and, and, you know, and it allows me to do a lot of the things I loved from the military without some of the, 
you know, anyone that's been in the military knows the stupidity of the, of the military um, and just the ridiculousness. And so anyway, it's, it's been wonderful. I love it. So that's, that's my journey. Um, been doing it since, uh, April, 2017. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. April, 2018, I lose track of time, but we got some great operators here in Memphis who've been wonderful mentors. Um, you know, so it's, it's been a really good time. So I really enjoyed it. Got some great folks that I work with right here. who have been really, really supportive. Helped me a lot. So I love that. I love it. So you're from helicopters to chicken and in between your parents didn't really uh, think that you could pull that off, but yeah, I know um, it, it was quite hilarious. I I heard you mention the term people. You mentioned it probably three or four times. Um, and people is what Leadwell is all about. So I've got a question for you. Like, how is the how's the people situation at the shops at Bartlett right now? What like what's your talent situation? Well, so I'm very thankful. We are actually in a really good position right now. And just for some context, uh, we're in price group 12 over here. Uh, last year we did 12.1 million. We're on track for 14, three or so this year. Um, I've got about 160 folks on staff and we have a lot of high school students, a lot of part-timers. Um, but overall I'd say we're in a very good spot. We're not feeling a crunch. Uh, we've always had a strategy of we have a narrow front door and a wide back door to get into our restaurant. That's been our talent strategy. We're, we are very, very, very selective. Um, and over time, uh, you know, as we built and, and as we built and developed a culture, now we're sustaining it. Uh, that took a lot of time to do that, probably about a year and a half, two years to really feel like we were where we needed to be. And so we're hiring the same way during this kind of talent crunch time, but we're doing some different things, um, that were shared by my director of talent training, Mark Lindsay, in one of the, uh, in a video he produced recently that was on Leadwell. Um, you know, nuances of who we're looking for, how we're going to go seek them, how we're editing our job uh, postings, boosting a lot of postings. We're putting more money into recruiting than ever. Text to apply, going back and reviewing people who used to work for me who went and left to go do other things. And we've had several of them come back, and several of them are now uh, pushing to be leaders. And so it's really, really you know, while it's a challenging time, it is also an exciting time. Uh, but on the flip side, we're also in a period where we're losing a lot of people because we have really high standards. And, you know, we we never so we have always had the opinion and I've always pushed us, my leaders, that we were in this. And it's easy to say this. We've been in this spot several times, not recently, thank goodness. But, you know, I will run this restaurant short before I let people in that are going to be a detriment to our culture. I'm just not going to do it. And because I've done that before, I did that in the beginning when I was over talent training, you know, and, and doing all the hiring, essentially, in my in my first year before my career, before my uh, directors really assumed the role. And it just did not really go well because in the grand opening, you know, we had times where we were in a, def- in, a, in a desperate spot. A lot of folks had never worked for somebody like me that was very demanding, um, you know, showed a lot of care. But there was also a lot of a lot of accountability in with that care and a lot of folks just have never had that and it's taken a lot of folks some time to understand that um so anyway i think we're in a good spot and i think it's because of the emphasis we put on not just how we hire or why we hire what we do but how we do things in the restaurant continually and our biggest source of talent is our own employees we've got about six or seven sibling sets um you know that uh, and we're having like a sibling competition on on social media right now, just highlighting this because it shows something that we've got parents who want their kids to work for us. And it is a very, very, very high performing environment. 
very strict standards. And part of the reason I'm losing, I think I've got about six or seven folks I'm losing right now for various reasons. And two of them are losing because of fingernails. They don't want to take their false fingernails off. Um, and so they put in a two weeks notice because they could go somewhere else and they won't really care. And then, you know, another, another one didn't want to show up on time and she was counseled and her mama said, you don't have to take that. And so she's quitting. And then we have um, two more guys that just last night put in a notice because they didn't want to wear a mask, you know, and they've been fine this whole time. But if you don't want to follow the rules, you can't stay here. It's very simple. So we have high expectations, but very, very clear uh, understanding of what right looks like in our restaurant and how we apply that. A very narrow front door and a very wide back door. And we, we did capture that quote and share it in, uh, in the Leadwell Live. You mentioned the Leadwell Live and the video. I got to hear more about Mark because yeah. Mark was a big presence um, in Leadwell Live with our 18 ideas shared by operators and their leaders. Uh, in fact, why don't we let's play one of Mark's ideas right here. Number one. We can all use re-engagement strategies. This comes in two forms. We, there are reports and tools we can use on CFA Home to look at some of our past employees and perhaps re-engage those that we would consider hiring again. And the second form would be a re-engagement strategy that impacted past applicants. We may look back six months ago and look at applicants that we may have passed on and be interested in interviewing those applicants again today. And if you want to hear all of Mark's ideas, he submitted five, and then we also have 13 others. If you want to check that out, we'll put a link to that um, in the show notes so you can check it out on Leadwell. But Alan, you, you got to tell me about Mark. Yeah, so Mark is a really, really neat individual. So it's kind of kind of funny story. So I think it was at Next in, um, I believe it was... Uh, tw- next 2019, where I think they were talking a lot about food safety and having somebody owning food safety. And I just started praying about, you know, Lord, you know, would you please provide someone to help us with this? Because we were kind of struggling on our leadership. Uh, restaurant was booming. And so, you know, our, our first full year, we did over $9 million. You know, it was a grand opening. Uh, so it was quite challenging. And so I was praying right after next about this. And lo and behold, Isaiah, who was at the time my director of talent training, met Mark in my dining room and uh, Mark had applied to be a Chick-fil-A operator and had just come back from eight years on the mission field in Turkey with his wife and four kids. Uh, you know, and I was like, who is this older white haired guy sitting in my dining room wants to be an operator. And I was very, very, very wary of even looking at some kind of external candidate that had no restaurant experience whatsoever. Anyway, but my, some of my directors started talking to him like, Alan, you should really talk to this guy. And so I did. And, uh, you know, I remember telling my wife, I said, you know what, Lindsay, this might be what the Lord is providing. Like he's, you know, so I'm gonna give this guy a chance. And I remember that I had zero experience in the restaurant and we're still doing okay. So it's not the end of the world. Um, so I started interviewing Mark and I interviewed him probably four or five times to include his wife, Jenny and his four kids. And I was just captivated by his, his vision for people and his passion for people. Mark is also an ordained minister, um, and he, uh, he used to run uh, some buckle restaurants back before his missionary days in Jackson, Tennessee. So he's had some business experience as well. But uh, so anyway, so I hired Mark and brought him in as my director of food safety of all things. And then uh, Mark had a little health issue uh, soon after I hired him that prevented him from working in the kitchen, according to his doctor. And so I made the decision to bring him up front to be, to be my director of talent training and to put Isaiah in the kitchen as director of food safety. And 
you know, and, and what I realized was when we did that, both of those guys just started just changing my restaurant. Uh, that year in 2019, we got the Guardian of the Brand Award because of all of Isaiah's efforts. And then Mark really started just revolutionizing my culture from how we hire, why we hire, what the kind of folks that we're hiring, even how we apply strategy in a restaurant for retention. Uh, we started, you know, I had always emphasized we needed a plan for everything and the and, and, and a process for everything. It needed to be simple and repeatable because one day I hope to have two restaurants and I wanted to be able to just pick it up and move it over to the second restaurant, not have to re and not have to reinvent the wheel. And so, you know, Mark started creating uh, a document that we call, you know, it's not a fancy name, our path for growth, where we wanted to be intentional about pursuing our own people because, you know, the way I was raised was that you tried to, you proved to your employer, you were the next one up for advancement. And I realized very quickly, a lot of folks in generation that we hire expect you to come to them and they expect just because you actually do your job, you should be promoted. And, you know, that's not the case. That's not how we do things. But we did realize that we need to be intentional about pursuing our people. And so Mark and myself uh, developed a path for growth document that we give to every new hire and that we use in our all our performance evaluations. We do quarterly performance evaluations. We have a program for how people become uh, drive through captains, how they become trainers, how they become team leaders. We have a progression step, uh, and we give feedback all along the way. Written, uh, we do surveys from all of our leaders that we actually give to the to the team members when they're in their evaluation. It says, you know, this is an objective evaluation. This is what people are saying uh, about you. Here's here's the data. Here's their comments, um, and people have really really appreciated that. Um, so that's that's kind of how I found Mark, and just a few of the of the things Mark has done. Uh, in so many ways, and there's a whole lot of, of other stuff of how Mark has um, really just dove in and looked at the science of why we're doing what we're doing and how we're leading people, uh, how we're bringing, bringing them in the restaurant. You know, he started our employee referral program. Uh, how do we empower people? How do we give them a hope for the future? You know, better boss, bigger vision, brighter future. And so that's another thing that Mark has really helped me do is he has really, really helped me enforce that mission, vision, and core values with our team. And that is a key part, probably the most fundamental part of our of our culture is that we actually believe these things. It's not perfect. We actually do them and we hold people to them. And even myself, my directors are held to them. So it's a two-way street. Um, it's not just, you know, we make employees do all this stuff and we're above that. No, we do the same thing. I do the same thing. Uh, we have clear standards across the board that are adhered, accepted by everyone. And if you don't want to do that, then you can leave. And that happens a good bit. You know, we, um, you know, I haven't had to fire anybody in probably about a year and a half, which has been kind of nice because people realize very, very quickly after a few counselings for whether it be fingernails or late or not following the rules, whatever it might be, um, or they just don't like the environment because we have really high standards. We don't really put up with people who are. Um, Poor performers. You know, you don't have to be an ace. You don't have to be the fast one line, but you got to show up in the right place, right time, right uniform with a good attitude, willing to follow the policies and be part of our culture, a positive addition, not, not a negative addition. You know, I've never had to fire anybody for performance in the last year and a half. Um, it's been a long time. Most of those folks who end up, you know, I, that I might have had to fire if they had stuck around, you know, two years ago, three years ago, they just stopped coming. Um, or they give us a notice and, and we all, you know, shake hands and go and go about our way. So that's part of that, uh, narrow front door and wide back door mentality. 
is that, and, and we're very kind to our folks, but we don't let anything slide. I mean, I've got, you know, I've got leaders who've got a, you know, counseling folder that's half an inch thick, um, but they choose to take the path of humility versus the path of pride. And they're always working to grow. And we can always work with that. You know, they are willing and able versus being unwilling and able. Uh, so we always try to encourage folks to be willing and able. I had a former brigade commander that talked a lot about that, you know, um, leading the willing and leading the unwilling. It's interesting. So I got to ask, uh, you, you are, you're so invested into this area of your business uh, and you've, you've delegated responsibility over to Mark. You made some shifts in your business to accommodate um, talent uh, and switching around Isaiah and Mark. Um, what's next in the talent strategy at the shops at Bartlett? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we really haven't changed anything since COVID started. We have, I think when COVID first started, I think we were about 120 employees and we've grown to about 160. Um, and probably the biggest challenge, like a lot of folks, is making sure that our kitchen is well-staffed and overstaffed because uh, we're running anywhere from 14 to 15 folks in the kitchen day and nighttime just to make life easier on everybody. But we're not planning on changing much. We always start with, with the three C's in our hiring process of character, chemistry, competency. Um, we're still going to continue to pursue high-performing employees for advancement, be intentional about that, keep our referral program, maintain our standards, um, you know, and other things that we do, you know, maintain our employee valuations. We want to show people that we are a premium employer. You know, we have uh, gone through a series of uh, raises since we had our price increase and before that, just to make sure we're staying competitive. Um, but our hope is, is that we're going to be pursuing a second restaurant opportunity within the next two to three years. And so that's, that's how we're shifting our strategy. And, and I've had that mindset with my team since the beginning is that, you know, I wanted to be a multi-unit operator and I wanted them to think like that. And so part of this is, uh, is growing our leadership bench, which is really what we've been focused on for probably the last probably eight months is um, I've got seven directors and three assistant directors. Um, and we're looking at promoting two more assistants. We've got a whole host of team leaders front and back, a whole host of trainers. We are very intentional about building our leadership bench, which on our business plan every year since we grand open has been probably, it's been probably our main people strategies to grow our leadership um, in the right way with the right kind of folks. And we try to grow them in-house. It doesn't always work out that way, but we, but we try to grow them in-house. And so I'd say that's, that's what's next is maintaining our pipeline, uh, maintaining uh, our culture, our, the strength of our leaders, and continuing to uh, recognize and, and coach, teach, and mentor our young leaders and our aspiring leaders. So I'd say that's what's next for us. Alan, if operators or their leaders have questions and they want to learn more about you, your systems, your processes, uh, what's the best way that they should get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can look me up on uh, on at Chick-fil-A, Alan Arant, two L's and an E, A-R-A-N-T. So Alan Arant, so you can look me up, my, my name and email and phone number on there. Give me a call. Be happy to connect uh, with anyone who's interested with, with what we do or with Mark or myself. And just to be clear, nothing that we do is fancy or uh, hard or any of those things. I've always, it's always a kiss approach, a kiss approach. Keep it simple, soldier. That's what we, that's what we do. But there's a lot of intentionality. We do it consistently well. And I've always had a strategy that if it's not working or, or we can't sustain it, we need to scrap it and figure, or, and figure something else out. And so 
just to be clear, there's nothing we do fancy, uh, but it's it's accountability, sustainability, and it starts in that interview and what your overall strategy is. And then we try to apply that consistently throughout the employee's history with us for however long that might be. So, Alan, we've got operators across the chain listening in today. If you had one piece of advice, if they're if they're curious about changing their mindset or thinking about tinkering with their talent strategy, if you had one piece of advice to share, what would that be? Yeah, so uh, kind of hard to nail everything down to one or two pieces, but uh, but I, I do think this is really, really important. No matter what you're doing, you have to be consistent with it. You've got to apply it consistently across the board to everyone. And, and starts an interview. And I'll say the second thing that as operators we have to do is we have to be engaged. We have to be intentional with our leaders who are executing our vision. And we have to always continue to check up on them uh, to ensure that they're maintaining true to the course that we've set and that we're encouraging them and developing them. Um, because at the, at the end of the day, if Mark or any of my other leaders are bringing in the wrong people, at the end of the day, it starts and ends with me. That's extreme ownership. I am the senior leader. I'm responsible for, for the success or failure. The failure is completely upon me, and the success is all given to my leaders. Uh, so that's what I encourage you to do. Be consistent, and you have to be engaged. You will not be successful if you are not engaged promoting a clear vision and the execution of that vision. Alan, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Happy to be here. That'll do it for today's episode. If you are looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, LeadWell is your go-to resource for articles, videos, podcasts, and all other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you've got questions or comments, send them to leadwell at chickfilacom We'll ask those questions to our special guest on future episodes, and we'll also use your suggestions to determine future content ideas for future episodes. So for Alan and Scott, I'm Chris Hodnett, and we will talk at you next time. LeadWell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses. 